Uh, there was plenty that played out over the course of the season of waffle football for the East Perth Football Club. Sadly, Jeremy Barnard departed. Ross McQueen is their new senior coach, but their best and fairest winner announced on Thursday night was Hamish Brayshaw. He had a terrific season. He finished right up there. He was equal second in the Sandover as well, and I've no doubt he'll be a key in East Perth's rise up the ladder in 2023. That's what he and his club are hoping. Hamish, good morning. Congratulations. Morning. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, cheers. Thanks for having me on. And not a little bad rap to start off. Thank you. No, oh, a pleasure. And well done on a terrific year. Um, and you've, you've started so well as a uh, as an individual, Hamish, and as a team. But unfortunately, you lost your last six. You were six and six. You headed into a game against Swans. If you won, I think you would have been almost in the five. But the season finished frustratingly for you. How do you reflect on the year? Yeah, it did. We um, we started really well, and I think a couple of things went our way early, uh, and then they didn't. We had seven get drafted, which is obviously good for the footy club, but uh, it hurt our team. And I think it took us a couple of weeks to sort of figure out how to play in a forward line without a big, tall pillar like that. And uh, and then we had guys like Tom Medhat step up and started to play good footy, and we sort of started to find our groove again in the middle of the year. And then you touched on that Swan Districts game, and, and I think at the time we were sixth and they were fifth, and it was a uh, it was pretty much the winner of that jumps into the five and. And they knocked us off, and then we had Peel the next week in a similar in a similar style game, and they knocked us off there, and and uh, and we had a couple of close games that we just couldn't quite get over the line. So, it uh, the, the season was sort of a tale of two halves. We played a we, I thought we played a really good, consistent brand of footy early, and then and not the wheels didn't start to fall off, but uh, I think we just sort of started. We came up against a pretty good opposition that we um we probably were just a little bit outclassed in the back end of that year. Was your best good enough? When you look at it, I mean, there's that inconsistency that's there, but is your best good enough to go forward? Yeah, I think so. I mean, the best game we played all year was our um, was at Cl- against Claremont at, at Leadville Oval against uh, for our twentieth uh, premiership reunion. And and I know that you're not going to get that sort of level of excitement before every game. We were playing in our heritage jumper. We had the premiership team come and watch from um, '72 and, and 2002, and there was a lot of hype around that game. And we were able to build ourselves up and, and play our best brand of football. And, and we knocked off the, who were the eventual runner up um, uh, runner up premiers. So premiers. So well, I think our Best is definitely good enough. We, we lost to West Perth during the year by about 12, 13 points. So I feel that our best, our footy is definitely good enough. We just, um, we've just got a young list. We've got some inexperience that we're trying to blood and, and build into uh, really good league players. And I think that will come. The, uh, the inconsistency will sort of level out as these guys get a bit more um, versed at the level. Hey, Mish, um, it's always sad to see a coach depart, but I think Jeremy Barnard was one of the major reasons you returned to East Perth at the start of the year. How tough is it as a player when a, when a coach gets moved on and it's down to results? He was in front foot and then... I, uh, after that, I once I finished up at the Waffle, I came to East Perth, and he was a massive reason for, that I came there. And so to he, see him depart was pretty disappointing. But at the same time, it's the way footy clubs go, and you uh, you can't really be too upset with it. It was four years on as a coach that we didn't make finals, and unfortunately, that's just the nature of the business. But uh, Ross McQueen comes in now, and he's an excellent coach. He was our midfield coach this year. We had a lot of time for Ross, and so as much as it is disappointing to see Barney go, I'm, uh, I'm certainly looking forward to seeing what we can do next year with Ross. Is is the depth in the club good from your angle, or is there a need to to try and um, get some ex- more experienced players in or new players into the the fold? No, I think we do have a, a lot of good depth. We've got a couple of really good cult kids. Unfortunately, a few that are very good and will probably get drafted that we won't see next year. But we've got a couple of guys who have played a bit of reserves footy and a bit of league footy this year, like 
guys like Tom Graham and, and um, Mitch Schofield, there's a couple of those guys who I feel like will be really, really solid league footballers in the next few years. And, um, you know, there's a couple of Colts, like this young kid, Darcy Miller, who won our best in Ferris in the Colts. He's a really strong young kid. So these guys will come up and get their chance at league level. It's always, it's always handy to get guys in from other Colts. I think we've been looking into state, and I'm not sure what our list management um, strategy is like at the moment, but I think we're talking to a couple of guys from state we're looking to get some experience in, but um, I definitely feel like there's enough youth and, and talent in our lower leagues, uh, Colts and Reserves, to, um, to come up and, and fill our league position. Hamish Brayshaw is our guest on Sports Breakfast, East Perth Best and Ferris for season 2022. You mentioned some of those young players that you mightn't see next year. Ruben Ginby's expected to be a first-round pick. Jed Bustling has had some injuries, but he's likely to go yep. high as well. How much of those guys do you see during the year? Because they're still Colts eligible. I know they played senior footy, but have you got to know those those two young men? What do you think their prospects are? Uh, yeah, we got to know them really well this year. They um, Both of them came and trained in the pre-season with us and and really stood out. They, uh, I mean, when when they came down there, the boys joked around that um, you know we'd never really seen them before. And out of the box they came. And we, uh, <coughs> sorry, Ruben played the first four games of uh, league footy with us, and then he went away for his PSA commitments. And and Buzz started in the Colts, and then worked his way into the league team before hurting himself. And I think when you look at the way that they play, the way they train, how coachable they are, um, having seen young talent before, I think they're right up there with as good as I've seen playing football. At, at a you know 18 year old level to, to fit in the way they did at league. Um, obviously, being Victoria, being playing my junior footy in Victoria, you don't really get that opportunity to see 18 year olds play at senior footy. Um, there's the TAC Cup and the NAB League over there, and they just get straight into being drafted. Whereas these guys were able to play well in the championships, play well in the, the Colts level, and then still hold their own against men. So it's uh, I think that's a really good sign as to what they'll be able to do next year when they um, when they get their opportunity and hopefully for Buzz to stay kick and you know get his body right. But um, oh, I think Ruben's a ready-made player that'll slot straight into any team that uh, he's lucky enough to get in. Hamish, um, Jackson Ramsey's retired, unfortunately. His yep. body uh, yep. has seen him call time probably earlier than he would have anticipated. There's a, a captaincy position there at East Perth. Is, is that something that you can see yourself filling in 2023? Well, uh, oh, it is disappointing to see Rama go, and yeah, his, his body probably hasn't done him the justice that he deserves. But we've had three vice captains this year: myself, Angus Scott, and Scott Jones, and and both of those those guys have been around the footy club a lot longer than I have. So it's um, certainly leadership is something that I that I you know enjoy doing and aspire to be in the future. But in terms of next year, I'm I'm still pretty content playing, just playing as good a football as I can. And if a leadership position is there, I've obviously I'm um, if the, you know the playing group and the coaching staff are happy for me to fill that position, then that's fine by me. But uh, I think I'll be voting for one of the guys that have been around a little bit longer and, uh, and can lead that team. I'll just have a go about my business. You mentioned Scott Jones. Uh, Scott Jones and Stan Wright also finished right up there in the best and fairest along with yourself. Just a word on their season. Scott Jones, such a massive man in the waffle as far as ruck sizes are concerned. And Stan uh, redeployed to halfback and had a great year. Yeah. Um, well, start, uh, firstly with Stan, I mean, he... He had a couple of years ago, just he wanted, needed a little bit of time off off of footy and went back and played for Wembley and had a really good time there, but then thought he was too good and wanted the passion again for waffle footy, so he came back in and reinvigorated himself across half-back. He's one of the best kicks in the waffle and reads the game so well and can break lines, so he's had an awesome season and it's, it's been really good to see that from a midfield point of view, the way he can break lines and, and get us the ball going forward. Um, and then Scott Jones, I mean, he's, I've had the luxury in the last few years of training with guys like Nick Natanui and then had Nathan Vardy for us in the waffle and I've had a pretty good ruck stock going over the last few years and then to come over to this person have Jonesy now it's um it's not that dissimilar in the way that we get fed the ball he's uh 
he's a mountain. He, he gets up, he jumps, and he competes all day. And he, he's, um, I think he had over 700 hitouts or something for the year, for the year, which is um, which is crazy. But he's certainly deserving of um, the accolades that he got towards the end of this year. But he's a fantastic player, and certainly makes it a lot easier for us. Now, Hamish, one thing that stands out about all Brayshaws is the fact that they're great storytellers, and that probably starts with yep. your uh, your grandfather and the novel that he wrote last year. But um, did Andrew tell the tale correctly at the MVP awards earlier <laughs> on in the year? Did you really stitch him up like that? <laughs> yeah, he did. He uh, he certainly did. Um, my old man has, for a long time, enjoyed um, pulling pranks or cornholing his mates, as he calls it. And uh, and I remember this one opportunity presented itself at a night we were out at dinner. I, uh, I'd never, I'd met the guy years and years ago when I was really young, and, and so had Andrew, but obviously with no memory of it. And going around to their house, and it was 74, I think the, the street address was, and I, uh, I thought Andrew's coming late, and he's coming with his girlfriend, so this will be a really nice little chance. So I parked in front of 72 and walked into 74, and we started enjoying ourselves, had a couple of drinks, had we starting to eat dinner, and Andrew put a message in our group chat saying, "Yep, you, you know, is it 72? And what's the address?" And I said, "Yeah, mate, 72. We're in there now." He replied, are you sure? I said, yeah, no, no, no worries, 72. Gave me a call, which was obviously he was suspicious because I, I hadn't done anything at this point to lead him, let him believe that it wasn't. Called me, is it short to me too? I said, yeah, yeah, no worries. Anyway, that three minutes later, I get a knock on the door and in he comes and he's swearing at me and giving me the, you know, screaming at me and saying, you can't believe, what, what do you do this for? So he has obviously knocked on the wrong door and presented flowers to this woman, you must be Mark's wife. And, oh no, actually, I'm a, my, my husband recently died and I'm, uh, I'm, you know, <laughs> I live here by myself, and so unfortunately he didn't even give her the flowers, which uh, I don't think he failed. I think oh. he failed to mention. But um, he walked away with him and his girlfriend with their tails between their legs, and were not very happy with me. But I have had a good chuckle about that for the last year and a half, I think now. So it's uh, it's one to certainly be telling the grandkids. Yes, absolutely. You couldn't convince Angus to come to the West as well. No, well I couldn't. I um, there was a bit of rumour about it throughout the year, but once he signed with Melbourne, he sort of. He spoke to us about it, and there was no real formal contract negotiation or any talk with Fremantle or West Coast. So it was, um, I think it was all a bit of media speculation in the end, but he's pretty content with his decision. And I think six years at Melbourne, I think it'd be pretty silly to knock that back. And, you know, he's won a flag there. He's got some really lifelong mates there. And I think whether he wanted to say it or not, loyalty for him is a big, big part of his football. And, and being a potential one-club player is something that he's, I think he's as, uh, admired and aspired to for a long time. And especially with guys like Nathan Jones being at that footy club and a really big inspiration for him seeing a guy like that play 300 games for the one team I think that's, uh, that's something that he would love to do so I think six years at Melbourne is probably the best thing for him in his football and um, you know, I think they're certainly ready to bounce back next year so I think he's made the right call well, uh, One last one Hamish uh, I think Luke stayed at your old man's place Luke Jackson that is um, spent time yep. at your old man's place over there in Melbourne so you might have got to know him a little bit what kind of a player of Fremantle acquired what kind of a person as well? Um, oh, well yeah he, so he lived at um, my old man, he lived with mum and dad with Trent Rivers and Keziah Pickett for their first year at the footy club and he's a, a such an interesting character and a really sort of different talent. He's um, You don't get guys that big who can move that well and use the ball that well but typically with young Ruckman he is a, uh, he's a young kid that's still learning his way in the world and he, um, a funny story about him, he was mum and dad had hung the washing, or put their washing on and said, oh, boys I'm off now and Go out and you know hang hang your washing up when you're done. And Mum gets home and, and Luke stuffs on the clothesline and uh, and in the washing machine is still a, a pile of damp clothes. And oh. Mum called Luke down. What's you know mate? What's this? And he goes, oh that's uh, that this is clothes like that. So he's gone and hung his own clothes out with le- leaving Dad's in the uh, in the washing machine.
I still got a little bit to learn in terms of what it's like to you know, live by himself. But he's um, he's such a, a generous and a kind young fella, and he's a uh, I think Fremantle have acquired a real, real superstar in Luke Jackson. Uh, it sounds like he might be moving back in with mum and dad to get into some of those chores done for him, I think, Luke. But he's back in Perth and he's back with the Dockers. Hey, Hamish, congratulations. Wonderful year for you personally. Thank One you, you should be proud of and good luck for 2023. Cheers. Thank you very much, guys. Hamish Brayshaw joining us this morning here on Sports Breakfast, the FD Book medalist as East Perth's best and fairest in season 2022. Mm. It was probably never in any doubt, really. He was their standout player, but... Angus Scott had a good year. Scott Jones had a good year, and so did Stan Wright. So he'd, he'd get the clubman of the year and everything, wouldn't he? Oh yes, uh, I think we we speak about it regularly. How impressive the Brayshaws are. Yeah. Uh, Scott Jones finished runner-up, by the way. Stan Wright was third. Uh, the league coaches award went to Tom Medhat and the rising star to Sam Van Diemen.